Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Kings chapter 10 Since Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria, Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, to the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders and to the guardians of Ahab's sons, saying, Your master's sons are with you, and you have chariots, horses, a fortified city, and weaponry. So when this letter arrives, select the most qualified of your master's sons, set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. However, they were terrified and reasoned, Look, two kings couldn't stand against him. How can we? So the overseer of the palace, the overseer of the city, the elders, and the guardians sent a message to Jehu. We are your servants, and we will do whatever you tell us. We will not make anyone king. Do whatever you think is right. Then Jehu wrote them a second letter, saying, If you are on my side, and if you will obey me, Bring me the heads of your master's sons at this time tomorrow, at Jezreel. All seventy of the king's sons were being cared for by the city's prominent men. When the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered all seventy, put their heads in baskets, and sent them to Jehu at Jezreel. When the messenger came and told him, They have brought the heads of the king's sons, the king said, Pile them in two heaps at the entrance of the city gate until morning. The next morning, when he went out and stood at the gate, he said to all the people, You are innocent. It was I who conspired against my master and killed him. But who struck down all these? Know then that not a word the Lord spoke against the house of Ahab will fail, for the Lord has done what he promised through his servant Elijah. So Jehu killed all who remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, all his great men, close friends, and priests, leaving him no survivors. Then he set out and went to Samaria. On the way, while he was at Beth-Eked of the shepherds, Jehu met the relatives of King Ahaziah of Judah and asked, Who are you? They answered, We are Ahaziah's relatives. We've come down to greet the king's sons and the queen mother's sons. Then Jehu ordered, Take them alive. So they took them alive and then slaughtered them at the pit of Beth-Eked, forty-two men. He didn't spare any of them. When he left there, he found Jehonadab, son of Rechab, coming to meet him. He greeted him and then asked, Is your heart one with mine? It is, Jehonadab replied. Jehu said, If it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and Jehu pulled him up into the chariot with him. Then he said, Come with me, and see my zeal for the Lord. So he let him ride with him in his chariot. When Jehu came to Samaria, he struck down all who remained from the house of Ahab in Samaria until he had annihilated his house according to the word of the Lord spoken to Elijah. Then Jehu brought all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him a lot. Now therefore summon to me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. None must be missing, for I have a great sacrifice for Baal. Whoever is missing will not live. 
However, Jehu was acting deceptively in order to destroy the servants of Baal. Jehu commanded, Consecrate a solemn assembly for Baal. So they called one. Then Jehu sent messengers throughout all Israel, and all the servants of Baal came. No one failed to come. They entered the temple of Baal, and it was filled from one end to the other. Then he said to the custodian of the wardrobe, Bring out the garments for all the servants of Baal. So he brought out their garments. Then Jehu and Jehonadab, son of Rechab, entered the temple of Baal. And Jehu said to the servants of Baal, Look carefully to see that there are no servants of the Lord here among you, only servants of Baal. Then they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed eighty men outside, and he warned them, Whoever allows any of the men I am placing in your hands to escape will forfeit his life for theirs. When he finished offering the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guards and officers, Go in and kill them. Don't let anyone out. So they struck them down with the sword. Then the guards and officers threw the bodies out and went into the inner room of the temple of Baal. They brought out the pillar of the temple of Baal and burned it. And they tore down the pillar of Baal. Then they tore down the temple of Baal and made it a latrine, which it still is today. Jehu eliminated Baal worship from Israel, but he did not turn away from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit, worshiping the gold calves that were in Bethel and Dan. Nevertheless, the Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in carrying out what is right in my sight, and have done to the house of Ahab all that was in my heart, four generations of your sons will sit on the throne of Israel. Yet Jehu was not careful to follow the instruction of the Lord God of Israel with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins that Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. In those days, the Lord began to reduce the size of Israel. Hazael defeated the Israelites throughout their territory from the Jordan eastward, the whole land of Gilead, the Gadites, the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Aroer, which is by the Arnon Valley, through Gilead to Bashan. The rest of the events of Jehu's reign, along with all his accomplishments and all his might, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehu rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria. His son, Jehoahaz, became king in his place. The length of Jehu's reign over Israel in Samaria was twenty-eight years. 2 Kings chapter 11 When Ataliah, Ahaziah's mother, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to annihilate all the royal heirs. Jehosheba, who was King Jehoram's daughter and Ahaziah's sister, secretly rescued Joash, son of Ahaziah, from among the king's sons who were being killed and put him and the one who nursed him in a bedroom. So he was hidden from Ataliah and was not killed. Joash was in hiding with her in the Lord's temple six years while Ataliah reigned over the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for the commanders of hundreds, the Karaites and the guards. He had them come to him in the Lord's temple, where he made a covenant with them and put them under oath. He showed them the king's son and commanded them, This is what you are to do. A third of you who come on duty on the Sabbath are to provide protection for the king's palace. A third are to be at the foundation gate, and a third at the gate behind the guards. 
you are to take turns providing protection for the palace. Your two divisions that go off duty on the Sabbath are to provide the king protection at the Lord's temple. Completely surround the king with weapons in hand. Anyone who approaches the ranks is to be put to death. Be with the king in all his daily tasks. So the commanders of hundreds did everything the priest Jehoiada commanded. They each brought their men, those coming on duty on the Sabbath and those going off duty, and came to the priest Jehoiada. The priest gave to the commanders of hundreds King David's spears and shields that were in the Lord's temple. Then the guards stood with their weapons in hand, surrounding the king, from the right side of the temple to the left side, by the altar and by the temple. Jehoiada brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, gave him the testimony, and made him king. They anointed him and clapped their hands and cried, Long live the king! When Atalia heard the noise from the guard and the crowd, she went out to the people at the Lord's temple. She looked, and there was the king standing by the pillar according to the custom. The commanders and the trumpeters were by the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Atalia tore her clothes and screamed, Treason! Treason! Then the priest Jehoiada ordered the commanders of hundreds in charge of the army, Take her out between the ranks, and put to death by the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest had said, She is not to be put to death in the Lord's temple. So they arrested her, and she went through the horse entrance to the king's palace, where she was put to death. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people that they would be the Lord's people, and another covenant between the king and the people. So all the people of the land went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed its altars and images to pieces, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, at the altars. Then Jehoiada, the priest, appointed guards for the Lord's temple. He took the commanders of hundreds, the Karaites, the guards, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king from the Lord's temple. They entered the king's palace by way of the guard's gate. Then Joash sat on the throne of the kings. All the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had put Atalia to death by the sword in the king's palace. Joash was seven years old when he became king. Second Kings chapter 12 In the seventh year of Jehu, Joash became king, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebiah. She was from Beersheba. Throughout the time the priest Jehoiada instructed him, Joash did what was right in the Lord's sight, yet the high places were not taken away. The people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. Then Joash said to the priests, All the dedicated silver brought to the Lord's temple, census silver, silver from vows, and all silver voluntarily given for the Lord's temple, each priest is to take it from his assessor and repair whatever damage is found in the temple. But by the twenty-third year of the reign of King Joash, the priests had not repaired the damage to the temple. So King Joash called the priest Jehoiada and the other priests and asked, Why haven't you repaired the temple damage? Since you haven't, don't take any silver from your assessors. Instead, hand it over for the repair of the temple. So the priests agreed that they would receive no silver from the people and would not be the ones to repair the temple's damage. Then the priest Jehoiada took a chest, bored a hole in its lid, 
and set it beside the altar on the right side as one enters the Lord's temple. The priests who guarded the threshold put into the chest all the silver that was brought to the Lord's temple. Whenever they saw there was a large amount of silver in the chest, the king's secretary and the high priest would go bag up and tally the silver found in the Lord's temple. Then they would give the weighed silver to those doing the work, those who oversaw the Lord's temple. They, in turn, would pay it out to those working on the Lord's temple, the carpenters, the builders, the masons, and the stonecutters, and would use it to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the damage to the Lord's temple and for all expenses for temple repairs. However, no silver bowls, wick trimmers, sprinkling basins, trumpets, or any articles of gold or silver were made for the Lord's temple from the contributions brought to the Lord's temple. Instead, it was given to those doing the work, and they repaired the Lord's temple with it. No accounting was required from the men who received the silver to pay those doing the work, since they worked with integrity. The silver from the guilt offering and the sin offering was not brought to the Lord's temple, since it belonged to the priests. At that time, King Hazael of Aram marched up and fought against Gath and captured it. Then he planned to attack Jerusalem. So King Joash of Judah took all the items consecrated by himself and by his ancestors, Judah's kings, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, and Ahaziah, as well as all the gold found in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and in the king's palace, and he sent them to King Hazael of Aram. Then Hazael withdrew from Jerusalem. The rest of the events of Joash's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Joash's servants conspired against him and attacked him at Beth Milo on the road that goes down to Silla. It was his servants, Josabad, son of Shemaath, and Jehozabad, son of Shomer, who attacked him. He died, and they buried him with his ancestors in the city of David, and his son, Amaziah, became king in his place. Mark chapter 14, verses 51 through 72. Now a certain young man, wearing nothing but a linen cloth, was following him. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth behind and ran away naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes assembled. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the servants, warming himself by the fire. The chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death. But they could not find any, for many were giving false testimony against him, and the testimonies did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, stating, We heard him say, I will destroy the temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another not made of hands. Yet their testimony did not agree even on this. Then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned Jesus. Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. Again the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man 
seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robe and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy. What is your decision? They all condemned him as deserving of death. Then some began to spit on him, to blindfold him and to beat him, saying, Prophecy, the temple's servant also took him and slapped him. While Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the high priest's maidservants came. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man of Nazareth. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. Then he went out to the entryway, and a rooster crowed. When the maidservant saw him again, she began to tell all those that were standing nearby, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. After a little while, those standing there said to Peter again, You certainly are one of them, since you are a Galilean. Then he started to curse and swear, I don't know this man and who you are talking about. Immediately a a rooster crowed a second time, and Peter remembered when Jesus had spoken the word to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.